everybody. Welcome back to Hotline Monday. This is Hotline Monday, episode 36, and I'm Scott Johnson with Justin and Robert Young. Hello, Justin. Well, hello, Scott. How are you? Pretty good, man. You know, just chilling. Got stuff going on. Things happening. There's about a foot of snow outside, and I got to go shovel it after this, so that'll be good. Uh, yeah. That, that's just oh, man. so... It's just keep on coming. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clean some snow, and then I gotta drive to the gym because I swore to myself I'd go to the gym this afternoon, and I uh, have to have a nerdtacular budget meeting. So it's all exciting stuff, all oh my fun. God, things. yeah. All right, rank among the worst days ever. Right? <laughs> like, is this like like a first ballot Hall of Fame terrible day? There like, are there, there are worse things. There are certainly worse things. Other people going through far worse things than I ever will in a day. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. No, but for you, right? For, for like, me, like definitely a ter- like, you know this is this is a Mount Rushmore. All right, I give this one. No, okay. I, this is a park ranger at the Mount Rushmore Park, because the actual Mount Rushmore has. When my daughter had her first seizure, <laughs> that was a bad oh, day. Okay. When my other daughter got hit by a snowmobile in the back of her neck and almost died. Uh, when, uh, well, I can't think of the other two. How many heads are there? Four heads? Five four heads. Four heads. Okay, there's there four heads. There are four heads, yeah. There was the 2016 election. I'm, I kid, I joke. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe no, I, you, I mean, probably, uh, you know, uh, deaths in families. You want to know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being old uh, Harry Hyperbole over here and, and trying to blow things up. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We, had, we ain't got nothing but smiles here on this here Hotline Monday show. Of course, uh, everybody, you can go go ahead and call in uh, 801-895-4724 whenever you get the hankering. And uh, we're talking about a bunch of stuff, but uh, but let's get it kicked off with what everybody on the Internet's talking about. Star Wars Episode Eight. The title has been revealed, Scott. Today. It was just today. It was breaking news this morning. We have a, t- uh, a title, and I, I feel like there are all kinds of implications from this title, and the title is... The Last Jedi, which yeah. some people immediately just go, oh, they're talking about Luke, duh. And then others have said, wait, uh, f- freaking Ray's kind of force sensitive so far. Maybe she's a Jedi or become one. And and then others have said, oh, there's probably plenty of Jedi because Luke trained a bunch of those Jedis that, uh, that uh, what's his name fell out of and became bad guy number one. So mm-hmm. so there's lots of theories, lots of stuff going around. And also we now we live in a, in a Star Wars universe where Sadly, uh, the actress Carrie Fisher passed away, which means we don't know what the trajectory of Princess Leia's character is in eight or nine or what it was meant to be in nine. So uh, maybe the end of of the second film by Brick director Ryan. What is it? Johnson. Johnson. You'd think I'd remember that. Stop me if you heard this one. Maybe that is the dark middle part like you always get with these these trilogies, right? Like maybe that thing ends pretty dark where we end up with uh, maybe both the the siblings not with us anymore in, as far as their characters go. And maybe Rey is the only ray of light, so to speak, in the, in the world of Jedis. I don't know. There's lots of theories, and I thought it'd be fun tonight to... I don't know. Dig in and see if we can find some meat in there. Well, I'll tell you what. We can. Uh, I, I want to get all your theories. I think this is an excellent title because we can have this show. Mm. Because uh, if if you have a title that indicates that there might be some growth or there's uh, interest in the following paths that are ahead of you, then that means that a you have done a good job of establishing the characters that you want people to be emotionally invested in, uh, and b that now the idea of like, oh wait. Like, does Luke die? Oh, wait, does, you know, like like everything that you've just said or and I have a, a few other ones that people don't bring them up. 
Uh, I think that is a good title. Let me ask you. All right. Of the seven, now eight Star Wars titles that we have, yeah. how many of them would you consider good? Oh, man. See, this is the thing. Whenever these come out, <clears throat> like the backlash today is nothing like it used to be or like it has been in the past. Even with Force Awakens, people were like, what? Force Awakens? That's dumb. Attack of the Clones? Dumb. Phantom Menace? Like, no one likes titles of Star Wars movies except when we were kids and they were fine because we didn't care. We just knew new Star Wars movies were coming out. So uh, I don't think any of them are especially great. They're only okay memorable or a word you use along with the movie because a it separates them so we know which one we're talking about and b we love the movies so it's fine so to say i, I would i would say there have been three good titles okay i'd love to hear what those are because i think they're all kind of cheese bag i mean well, they're good i'm fine I, with I, them I, don't get me wrong i like them anyway but they're cheese I've, bag. I've got a justification all right i think the three good ones i would include this okay. so the, the 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 last jedi yeah Empire Strikes Back because their last movie ends. So here's my justification for all this, all right. how I'm, I'm, I'm taking them is what do they make you feel at the point that they would be announced? Right. Right. So the end of episode four, number one, a, a new hope doesn't even count because it wasn't even called a new hope when it first came out or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just star Wars. So if, if, if you're going to say, okay, like, are we going to count star Wars for the first one? <laughs> then yeah, sure. I go with star Wars too. So there's, there's four. All right. Empire Strikes Back. The last movie ends. You have Leia uh, and, and Han and uh, not Chewie, but Luke uh, all getting medals. It looks, for all intents and purposes, like they won. Mm -hmm. It's over. The bad guys lost. Good guys won. Everybody, uh, let, let's hit the malt shop and, and you know, uh, have a good time. Next thing you know, what's the next one? The Empire Strikes Back. What? <laughs> They're still here? And now they're like pissed off and like maybe now you've just so immediately it recontextualizes the last movie mm -hmm. like okay well maybe they just you know uh, pissed them off and now they're really going to come after him right. and it sets up effectively the rest of the the plot of of the other two movies which is that the empire is this far larger thing than we initially ha have a concept of and taking them down is going to be far harder than just blowing up even the death star sure so and, and Good even, time. yeah and even in the i mean i'm with you along the whole first tra trajectory of names totally works even if you don't count new hope because it wasn't there yet uh they work but i still say on their own in a vacuum without the context of we love these things the empire strikes back is the silliest name and it's my favorite movie by well, far yeah. i mean i guess like it is certainly evocative of the the inspiration that the movies come from right and in right. the same way that Indiana Jones. I mean, like Indiana Jones and Star Wars are named very similarly mm -hmm. in that for Indiana Jones, it was the action adventure serials. And they were always just like the eye of the diamond uh, cobra man or something. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, crap. Like I, I can only imagine what happens. Or it's like, you know, uh, the Indiana or like, uh, let's invent our own adventure. Like uh, uh, Steve Punchem face like uh, in the uh, 10,000 cannibal maniacs or something. And you're like, oh, wow, at some point we're going to see 10,000 cannibal maniacs. That's cool. Yeah, uh, it, it is just evocative of that. I want to see where that goes. Like it's, it yeah. is the first bit of advertisement for that genre. And it, that's it, why yeah. 
It it also it, it adheres to the to what they've always said, what Lucas and Spielberg have always said about their upbringing. These Saturday serials yes. with these crazy names like you know uh, Luke Killerman and the Adventures of Time, and they, it just it brings out like an imagination, especially in kids, and makes you think, "Ooh, the Empire is striking back! What could that possibly mean?" So there is a very raw, visceral, almost uh, I don't know, old timey quality to these names. And I like them at, on that level, but I just can't go with the idea. I mean, okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's that's actually pretty concrete. There's nothing too weird about that name or too too goofy. Temple of Doom, goofy as shit, right? Yes. Temp, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. So stupid. Great movie, though. I like it more than people do, uh, generally speaking. And then The Last Crusade, meh, whatever. That one's maybe in between someplace. But the Star Wars, Star Wars one's really A New Hope. The Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi, and now no, but 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 Return of the Jedi, I would also put in my good category mm. for the reason why the Last Jedi is good, and not just because they both have the term Jedi in them, yeah. but rather that now you can think of multiple ways that that means something. Yeah, and so the question is, okay, if in my head I'm envisioning cool things that are happening based on the implications of this title, the title works, mm. and it's the reason why. The Phantom Menace doesn't work. It's the reason why uh, Attack of the Clones doesn't work. And it's the reason why uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith doesn't work. Because despite the fact that Revenge of the Sith is evocative of characters that we have already seen, it's literally just, hey, he's going to turn into Darth Vader this one. It's like, well, thank you. I've watched nine hours (laughs) of this story. I should certainly hope that the character that you played the Darth Vader theme to from when he was an infant, yeah. eventually turns into Darth Vader. <laughs> Thank Christ. No, no, you're right. Like, yeah, no, I can't argue with that. I mean, the prequels are poorly poorly named, poorly constructed, poorly executed. Like, everything across the board, I think, is pretty pretty bad and doesn't even adhere to the original sort of uh, playful quality of those original titles. All of that being said, The Last Jedi, Jedi is very evocative of a lot of things, potentially. So all we know leading into this movie, by the way, we're going to proceed today as if everyone has seen the Phantom, Men- or excuse me, the um, Force Awakens. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Force Awakens, I don't know what to do for you. That's weird. You should have seen it by now. Uh, or if you haven't seen it by now, you are clearly somebody who does not care. So if you don't care, here we go. We're talking about that movie. At the end of that movie, we find out Luke is on some sweet island somewhere. Yeah. Uh, some archipelago kind of looking place. And she shows up with a saber to say, yo, this is yours. Come back and help us do this. And the only force sensitive people I'm aware of uh, would be him as a full Jedi, his sister, who's always been force sensitive, but is, you know, military, not, uh, you know, not religion or whatever. <laughs> she was never really into the 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 the, the hippy dippy parts of, of the Jedi. She's like, hey, it's cool that I can like talk to my brother with our minds, but like also like I'm I'm into state dinners and like you know <laughs> t- telling generals that they have no guts. Like I'm not really into like I gotta wear a robe. I don't know. Exactly. I gotta like dresses, dog. She's gotta refuse. She's gotta recruit fish men to to mount the final battle. Gotta more get- fish men. Yeah, more fish men. Uh, what does this war need? More fishmen. You heard yeah. um, you heard Mrs. Organa. Let's get to it. So anyway, that's that's We're calling for <laughs> oh, more fishmen. Come on, boys. We're all the fishmen. <laughs> it's a trap. We are here. If you would like to recruit <laughs> into this a fishman army, then you should report your local station. 
That is a very, that is a very, bring all the ships with the glass uh, fl floors and the swiveling uh, dental chairs because we're going in. Uh, who, who bolted down this chair? We need to be able to swivel. We're fishmen after all. Oh my gosh. General Abraham H. Fishman once said, a swiveling chair is the only chair for me. Abraham H. Fishman. He would be the figure I would try to buy at the toy store. So, all right. So, so all you got is Ray. So does yeah. this mean, are we just talking about Luke? Is it that simple? Is that all this title is? Hey, Luke's the last Jedi, everyone. Duh. He's certainly the one that they want you to think about in the same way that they wanted you to think about Luke in Return of the Jedi, yeah, right? Yeah. That, that, you know, that, that, that was the easy way to go is that Luke is infirmed. Mm -hmm. uh, he has not completed his training with Yoda at the end of Empire. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he ditches out. He ditches school early so he can go, uh, you know, uh, interact with everybody on Cloud City. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that he completes his training and now in this, their darkest hour, it is the return of of, of the Jedi uh, that that turns the tale. Although, like this title, that title also gave you the idea of like, well, wait a minute, is is Return of the Jedi also about Darth Vader? Because you start to see the cracks of, oh, no. uh, hey, we'll overthrow the Emperor together if yeah. we're together. Yeah. Like, and and maybe that means that we're Jedi's, right? Like, like you, that's part of that climactic uh, scene. In, in cloud city with him and luke so totally could be uh, i think that there's there's a lot there and also as many people are pointing out uh i i as i i learned very very uh you know early in life i went on a trip to london once and i was trying to order guinnesses and a crusty old british man yelled at me from across the bar that the plural of guinness is guinness <laughs> <laughs> the plural of Jedi, my friends, is Jedi. Oh yeah, that's so. been talked about a lot. That it's not a, a not necessarily singular. You don't say Jedi's. That room's full of Jedi's. You say it's full of Jedi, right? That's and how. So you maybe. Do it. Oh, you want it? You want to hear a really off the wall idea? Okay, hold that thought. Got a first caller. Right. Let's see what's Go. up. Hey, who's this? Hello. Hey, this is uh, E Blaze in the chat room. Well, hello, E Blaze. Nice to have you here. How are uh, you? How are you? Hey, I'm good. Uh, so along along these lines, like I know we're all talking about Luke and everything, but with uh, the Carrie Fisher death and the Women's March Against Trump, do you think that the writers or anything are going to throw something in that way and we're going to be all focused on the Jedi on the Ray level? Could be. I mean, I think Ray is certainly the pen. I mean, here here's what I think. I don't think current events will have much effect on this stuff because because primary filming's done for eight. Uh, well, all of it's done, really. They're just in post-production yeah, effects so. stuff right now. So they're done. Unless they're doing like little second unit pickups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that probably what will happen uh, is is that what was always going to happen, which is Ray is the is the light, the light the point of light for the whole thing. She's supposed to be your Luke Skywalker of this particular arc. Um, and maybe even more so because Luke in some ways was that and Han Solo was a little more backseat in the first movie. And... Uh, you know the the filmmakers are like whoa he is really popular everyone loves han solo and that wookiee he's walking around with we should probably make him a little more prominent harrison ford is evolving into a serious star like that probably had some impact on that because by three it felt very much like we were starting to split the difference a bit with those two but in this case i think ray is your your titular character there's no other there's no other yeah. there's nobody else to focus on like her 
I think uh, Ray and Finn, you know, I think that they are, they're, they're really the people that we've always followed. They're the people that we care about the most. Uh, uh, if, if anything, the legacy element of episode seven made us focus more on Han Solo interacting with the two of them yeah. in, individually. So it made it feel like he was a bigger character. But really, until he goes and interacts with Kylo, who I think is also another really strong element of this story, uh, you know, there's really not a whole lot of, Harrison Ford by himself. Yeah. You know, it's always Harrison Ford interacting with with the youngins, except for that one scene with him and Carrie Fisher where they're like, like, hey, well, wouldn't we we had we had a thing, didn't we? Like, yeah. <laughs> I hate that scene. I'm not a fan of that scene for whatever reason. I don't know why. I I liked it better when I watched it recently. Yeah. Uh, but when I first watched it in theaters, the few times that I watched it in theaters, I was just like, you know what? It's actually a good thing. But I kind of want mom and dad to to get off the screen so I can focus on the the, the kids that I like. A little, which is like, a little bit. Which is great bit. because that's kind of the hardest part about restarting a franchise yeah. is making you care about the new characters and not the old characters. Yeah, I don't even like the scene. Okay, so in Return of the Jedi, when um, uh, uh, Solo is out in one of the trees talking to Leia, her hair's all down. They're kind of in a relaxed moment before the big fight the next day or whatever. Yeah. And she he goes, you love him, don't you? She's like, yeah, of course I do. And they're just they're just building to this like forever, taking it forever to say he's my brother thing. Yeah. Um, And these faces he makes during all of that. I hate that scene so bad. And she's it, it great. Is, it, it is a little it, like it, it, it's a little three's company. It's way right? three's like, company. Like, oh, my gosh, when is Jack, Jack Tripper going to find out that the two blondes knew each other the whole time or whatever? It's exactly. Like, yeah. I didn't like that. But I liked her. I like her in that scene. I think her. What she says and how she says it is really great. Like, that's a great Carrie Fisher moment. And I'm not just saying that because she passed away. I really like that about her. Harrison yeah. Ford drives me apeshit in that scene. I can't stand it. Well, but a part of it is also that you very rarely get to see super, super pompous Han Solo have to kind of eat poop a little bit. Right. right? <laughs> like that, like now he's the one. All he does is emotionally manipulate everybody. He's constantly, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I don't need this, you know, whatever, princess, yada, yada, yada. Like, either you, like, fall at my feet or I'm out of here because I'm cool guy McGirt. Like, and in this moment, he's laying out his soul, and she, although not on purpose, yeah. is kind of emotionally beating him up yeah. in a way that we hadn't previously seen. I, I agree with that. So, so to answer the question overall, um, and thanks for that call, by the way. Feel free to call in anybody else to see that number on the screen. That's for you. Um, I, the, to answer the question, ultimately, I don't think, I don't think current events or the women's women's march on DC or any of that stuff is going to have any impact on any movies. Um, no, until I, I don't. I, I certainly don't think that uh, anything that hasn't already been set in motion. I think that there was a conscious effort as they were restarting this franchise to put more prominent, active female characters into sure. Star Wars. Yeah. I think that was something that very obviously it was kind of there mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah i don't think anything at this late stage uh will really have anything to do with anything although you know I, I, there are certainly themes that will probably be played up by both the actors and uh everybody in in the press when it comes out because i think that they are fairly compatible themes with what people who are upset about the things that they were upset with want to talk about. Yeah, it's going to, uh, trust me, it'll come out and it will do the thing it does, which is it will resonate with those uh, who were very uh, excited and pro about this, about this uh, March. And it will irritate people who think it's 
a, a piece of propaganda in favor of those things. That's just the way it is. That's how the movie itself was received when it came out a year and a half ago. Um, that's how uh, a lot of this stuff happens. So, yeah, just expect some of that. So I'm not saying it won't be politicized. Star Wars is yeah. now in that place. Rogue One got a little chunk of it. Certainly Force Awakens got a chunk of it. We are looking at a future where if if the goal is to have uh, prominent female roles and generally diversity across these films, you're going to have one half celebrate it. And you're going to have a bunch of other people who think it's some kind of weird uh, agenda. So yeah. tuck in. It's going to be a good time. Let me, uh, yeah. Uh, guess what? People are going to be politicizing things on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, news at 11. <laughs> So uh, let me let me pitch something. To All you. right. Oh yeah, your idea. I don't. I don't want to miss this. Give it to me. Because the two elements, well, the three elements of this story are Finn, Ray, and Kylo. Yeah. Right. And then a little bit of Poe sure. on the side. Sure. Uh, what if, because of the duality between light and dark, yeah. right, and Kylo Ren being very, like, uh, I, I feel the call to the light. I need to rebel from from the light, yada, yada, yada. Like, worshiping uh, Darth Vader and what he thinks of him. Yeah. Maybe we start to play with some of the construct of the light and the dark. Maybe the idea is that, you know, that, that Jedi and Sith are an outdated binary concept. And and there is a different way to, to deal with these powers. Interesting. Maybe, I like maybe that this is the last Jedi because the Jedi are not there and, and there needs to be a new way of, of dealing with the threats that face the galaxy. Okay. And it could be both ways. So you got grand Admiral Thrawn snook or whatever his name is. The old, yeah. the old ra raisin guy that keeps deciding that the way he's going <laughs> to, the way his holograms are going to be are 40 times larger than anyone else in the room. That guy, I assume he's actually big. Do we know that? We don't know that. Do we? We do not. Okay, so it could be like a Wizard of Oz kind of deal, where he's just yes. a little shrimp. I think that there is an element that is probably that is that is uh, made. I think that that is an idea that they were intentionally playing with. That okay. like with the previously what we've seen of of this kind of character is the Emperor, and he's kind of the same size as he is in real life. So the idea that this person would be fifty stories tall <laughs> it might be a little bit compensating maybe i like the current theories of people putting up photos of uh, uh tarkin and and snoke's faces and they have the same high cheekbones and the same sort of snarled nose and and furrowed furrowed brow and this this theory that tarkin though presumably exploded in the first uh death star explosion may have survived somehow or his essence was like reformed by some sith dark thing and now he's the snoke guy We'll we'll see. It's probably well. If there's one thing that I think people would be really excited about is another <laughs> CGI recreation of Grand Moff Tarkin. I feel like that's that was the most popular part of Rogue One, and we really should double down on it. Well, I know it was your favorite part for sure. Um, I was really great, man. I'll tell you what. Whenever you can see a great actor be recreated with hollow, dead eyes, yeah. uh, you know, you feel you fill those hollow, dead eyes with your emotion. Yeah, which it's a, is, really it's, exciting. It's an automatic win. Um, so, all right. The point is, where, where was I going with that? Oh, so that's interesting. Cause let's say, let's say that that's true. Whatever the threat is in the, in the universe, Snoke or whatever, uh, perhaps it's greater than you're used to. It's a non, it's an unconventional evil in the universe. Yeah. And it's not the same as just dual wielding looking Darth Maul types who are anxious to train hard and, and 
go up the ladder. Instead, yeah. it's something much more existential and uh, non-centralized. And it's like terrorism, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's the analog. And so instead of saying, we'll meet on the field of battle and one, two, three, go, like we used to get to do. Uh, now it's like, oh, gosh, somebody snuck into a thing, blew it up. We got to find out who they are. You got to change your tactics. So maybe that's it. And it could be a much more, um, how do I put this? A much more scrappy guerrilla style of, uh, of, uh, of light side, like uh, a little bit less wandering around in robes talking about how you need to let it flow through you. And instead, it's like yeah. more blasters, less, less casters. Yeah, you like that? More blasters, yeah. less casters? Yeah. It's not bad. I'm going to write that down. That'll be today's title. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I like that. I like that a lot. I like the idea of playing with that because the, the biggest tropes of these movies is that there's always a big evil and there's always a big good and and they're going to fight until one wins and it's always going to be the good. And I wouldn't mind seeing that shooken up, shaken up a little bit. It, and it, it, it answers like your problem with Rogue One. You were That's one of the problems you have with Rogue One is they didn't go further, right? I mean, we don't need to get back into it, but like, uh, I had a lot of, I had a, I had a lot of problems with Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, chief among them is that it was boring. Uh, but uh, I would say, Rogue One, great title. I really like the title. Yeah, of great Rogue title. One. Sure. You know, I really like the movie too. But yeah, I like the title a lot yeah. too. Um, go back and listen. I mean, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna just gonna be ninety years old. I'm gonna be a. a, a you know, old folks homes doing my like, you know, F Rogue One bit because everybody just that's all anybody wants to talk to me about. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. The central dynamic that seems to be at play yeah. that the movie wants us to make, wants us to feel seemingly is the most important is the dynamic between Kylo and Ray. Mm -hmm. That is the one that seems to have the biggest possible outcome that either one of them kills the other one, either they join together uh, or one sways the other one to their side. Yeah. But if we are going to also assume that episode eight, like empire before it will leave our characters in the darkest possible place. Yeah. Then what would be darker than Ray losing her way and siding with Kylo? Ooh, Kind of a, um, it's just like it reminds me of something. Oh, it reminds me of the Diablo three storyline. You're probably not familiar with it, but uh, this character Leia, this this her name's Leia. Funny enough, uh, sweetest, nicest character in the history of the Diablo series. Her uncle uh, Kane, Deckard Kane, has has been horribly murdered, and uh, she has to carry on his legacy. And uh, at some point, she uh, gets bamboozled and turns into a hybrid Diablo that is basically sort of Diablo, but now kind of female-ish because it's got her essence in him. And now she's evil and part of the whole bad thing. So it's very similar to that. I could go for that. Sure, why not? But but that doesn't seem... It seems like that would piss off a lot of people. Does there need to be a redemption line the way that there was for uh, King What's-His-Bucket in... Um, in two towers, uh, Lord of the Rings, because, you know, he had that whole worm tongue deal where he was turning green and he was always whispering lies to him. And then he became yeah. good King, happy man again. Does that, <laughs> does that have to happen to her? If this, if we go down this road, she's got to be redeemed. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think the, the, the larger question is what's the most interesting and what would make you go to see episode nine? Cause I think that's, that's really what we're talking about here yeah. is, is in all these stories and these genre stories, Sure, they can be cheap. Sure, they can be tantalizing. Sure, they can be 
uh, uh, you know, big splashy moves. But does it make you want to see more of the story or do you feel like you've already seen what you're going to see? And that'll just be that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of uh, opportunities here to do something a little bit different, but I don't want them to go too crazy. They've already established that the the return to form here is on purpose. Like Abrams wanted to make a reminiscent of New Hope movie. And, yeah. and establish archetypes and characters and, and arcs that were very in line with what we all loved about Star Wars. For good or for bad, that's what they wanted to give us. And I'm happy that they gave us what they gave us. So this, if so, if we're to follow that line of thinking, unless Brian Johnson's been given uh, you know, a whole new directive, it seems like 2 is going to be a lot like, or 2, I shouldn't say that, 8 should be a lot like 5 in that there's some darker stuff going down. Things are not going so great for everybody. There might just be one Jedi left or one group of Jedi, depending on how you're looking at it. Um, you know, it it's not going to be the happy middle. Well, all right, so so let's let's look at it like this. In Empire, the revelation was we come into our story as uh, hey, good news, all of our main characters are still alive. Yeah, but you're kind of seeing some cracks in their relationship, right? Like. Luke is definitely in his like you know, self-discovery phase and is maybe not as back and forth with everybody as he would otherwise. Han is like itching to leave because he is like in one way motivated with his uh, relationship with Leia, but also is a guy who has a, a, a price on his head. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. so he wants to go ahead and deal with that. Yeah. And Leia is now fully ensconced in, in, in the military. Uh, but the bigger thing is that the Empire is big, they're angry, and they are looking to kill specifically our main characters and everyone around them. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. So now, what is the revelation here that makes us believe that the First Order or Snoke is far more in control than we might have got the sense of in the first movie? Mm. Well, I think he is, right? Don't you think? I mean, he's the big, he's the guy. He's up in the chair. He's telling everybody what to do. He's going to be like the emperor. In oh, that sure. But it's like right now, the biggest thing that the First Order did was take out the government. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now the question is, does the First Order, are they imposing martial law because they have the ships to do it? Uh, is is there now open uh, a civil war amongst the galaxy and the Republic? Like, uh, because now the first order is moving, trying to seize that power. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, I guess that's, that's the question that we're going to, that we're going to ask. And then how does the legacy of the Jedi and, and Luke Skywalker factor into this? Right. Especially when we get to nine. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Jonathan in New York. Hello, Jonathan in New York. It's been a while, man. How are you? I'm fine. I'm on the Q train right now. Yeah. Are you wondering- I'm going over the Brooklyn, going, going over the Brooklyn bridge. Are you are you wondering what we're talking about today? Uh, you're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, dude, look at you. Yeah, that's it. All right, this is a step. This is a step forward. This so, is this is good. What's up? Yeah, um, nothing. I was I was at work this morning when I saw it, and I was super excited. I think it's going to be. I have a really good feeling about it. I don't know. I just saw it and I saw the font and I thought it just looked like it was going to be tremendous. So, do you think they're talking about Luke? Or are they talking about a group of Jedi? Or are they talking about Ray? Do you think they're talking about somebody else? Like, what do you think the conceit of the name is? Uh, the conceit of the name is definitely Ray, in my opinion. Mm. She's going to be the last and, of the and Jedi. And how it grows. 
It's it's such a it it's it's such on the on the nose kind of thing though, right? Like in a way, I'd be. I mean, it's not that I'd be disappointed. I really like her and want her character to be awesome always. And chat room made a point. Well, I think. Oh, go ahead. I think that Luke has kind of lost its faith. So I don't. I think that if anything, it might be her bringing him back, and I think that's kind of implied from from the end of the Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, so it could be it could be him, but I think it's more about crisis of faith than him her bringing him back. All right. Well, let's. I got oh, hung up on him. Let's let's. Do, sorry, Jonathan. I didn't mean to do that. Actually, that was kind of a fumble on my thumb. <laughs> um. So so let's play with this idea of all right. We we know where it ended. She's holding out the saber. First words out yeah. of Luke's mouth are what? Who the hell are you? Get off my island! Or what is? What's the deal there? What do we get he out of gets him? Gets his space hose and just starts like <laughs> with the, the gun on the end, and he's just like, "Go away! Go! Oh, this is private property. Get off my private property!" I love that. You're you're trespassing, <laughs> trespassing. Don't make me call the police. <laughs> the island inter island police. So call the inter island. And then we have like a, some hilarious uh, comic relief characters, and they're just like, "Well, what was that, uh, Master Luke? <laughs> Not you, more trespassers." You are de- de- you're describing the worst sequel. I really hope Brian Johnson stepped in and said, "You know what, guys? Bad idea." <laughs> This was no. It was yeah. going to be a Dexter Jetster uh, in in a repurposed role as a comedy island policeman. I would be all into that weird little furry guy that was in Rogue One to get a little bit broader role or his race anyway. Let's have a few more of those guys crop up. All I, right, that's no way to talk about Diego Luna. <laughs> I like him too, but I was referring to the tiny little man inside of a Muppet suit who looked like a little, I don't know what he was, some kind of gopher looking man. He was, yeah. he looked cool. Anyway, I think, I think, I think in the canon, he's referred to a very interesting idea that was not expounded upon in a very boring, tedious movie. <laughs> I think that's the canon definition. So I can't imagine why people would keep emailing you or asking you what you're I don't know is. why yeah. people think that I'm hung up on this. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's you never mention it or say anything about it, about it, about, no. about it. Uh, all uh, right. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I think that there's there's certainly um, there's there's a lot of ways that you can go because also there is what we would assume, again, what happens in the second of this uh, of these trilogies yeah. is the second movie brings us our big revelation of like in in Star Wars it was oh or sorry Fire it was Luke I am your father right, right? the right. fact that like. Like no, there is another. The idea that they're you know brother and sister, right? Yeah, no. Um. So we, you would expect that we will get certainly a lot of information about Ray's parentage. Yeah. But also how that factors into things, and you know why she only has selective memory about uh, about about everything. Yeah, good point. Um, because as far as she knows, her dad or mom or somebody just dumped her on the on jakku and said see ya and there is a great video is her name jenny nichols i don't know have you seen uh is it nicholson jenny nicholson i have no idea who are you talking about the uh, not the actress not uh, no 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 this is yes so she does these videos mm-hmm. right a lot of them are Star Wars related, but she does one about uh, why Luke cannot be uh, Ray's father. Oh, here we go. Like, Jen that's Urso immediately. Audition. Yeah. 
Where is that? Uh, what was that? I want to find it. Uh, Jenny Nicholson. I think I, fa- I found her channel, but what's the what would the video be called? Is Ray a Skywalker? Is that the one? Yeah, probably. All right, let me just see what she says here at the top. Oh my lord, she's doing a. Ray, you've returned to me, my only daughter. <laughs> is this really her? Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. I. Wait, what? You're my daughter. I'm your daughter. You. Luke Skywalker. Yes. Oh, no. Some good acting. I I kind of hate you now. What? Why? Because you abandoned me on Jakku. Yeah. It's it's really bad there. Well. I don't want to say that. So is that the idea is that she's like... Well, she starts to go into basically like like in in the typical like, uh, you know, movie dialogue. It's like, oh, I was doing it to protect you. And she's like, I almost got murdered like a lot of times. Like constantly I was under like threat of murder forever and also like how long was i supposed to be on there was there ever a plan to get me off like well the the theory i keep hearing is that she's a kenobi um and that that it was it was uh ben kenobi who dumped her off but the problem with that is that would have been what 30 years previous or whatever it would have been 20 no, it wouldn't be ben it would be it'd be that ben had a child and that so she would be Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's what well, yeah, when people say she's a Kenobi, not necessarily that she's direct yeah, it's like, like once that removed. she's Obi-Wan's direct. Yeah, no, but she would be be, yeah, a granddaughter of uh of, of, of Obi-Wan. That's something that's gone around, and certainly that was bolstered by the fact that when she picks up Luke's lightsaber, you hear the faint whisperings of not only Alec Guinness, but also Ewan McGregor, who yeah. did original dialogue yep. for episode seven. So, and the guy, the, the the Clone Wars cartoon guy, uh, did some of that as well. They did an amalgam of all those, all three of those dudes, which is crazy. Yes. So it's like uh, I think that there's definitely uh, that's certainly out there, but also it's like I'm I'm very curious, and I think that this movie, in part, will be defined on how good it is, based on how well it can build this kind of mythology and to avoid a lot of these sort of pratfalls yeah. of just like, Oh, well, why can't I remember anything? I gave you a mind cloud spell <laughs> that, you know, can I just say this also? And this is a, I'm not going to name the show. Okay. But there's a show that a lot of people like that just did an episode where a main character who's supposed to be very, very, very competent just forgets randomly or finds out that they've forgotten randomly gigantic swaths of their childhood. I've got to remember that. I got to think what this would be. Give me a, give me a, let me help, help me narrow it down. It's like a cable show. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. People in the chat room have it. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And I, it's just I haven't like, caught up yet. I haven't seen it. So I don't know. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't want to get into how it affects everything, but it's just like, it's just so easy. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's just one of those things that I think is a disregard of characters that even if you like it, you can't help but lose a little bit of faith in character continuity, you know, which I think. And listen, I watch professional wrestling, which is not exactly the great bastion of character continuity. <laughs> when it's at its best, it can use it for its advantage. 
but in general, a good guy can just remember that he was a bad guy or the person who's being terrorized by a higher power can then reveal himself to be that same higher power because LOL wrestling, right? Right. right. But at the same time, when you're watching these kinds of, 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 of projects where it's like now we're filling an hour's worth of content yeah, and people are listening to it where we're debating what three words can mean. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We are we are investing in them taking their story and their characters seriously. And I, I very much feel that they have a lot. They have their work cut out for them on what was this weird Jedi commune that Luke was running right. uh, to, to retrain all the Jedis. Where was it? Why was he doing it? How did it go bad? This has to have a good payoff or else for me, the rest of this story is 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 going to be hampered. I won't say it won't be good. But I think it'll it'll be disappointing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and potentially it very well it very well could be. By the way, just I cannot let the rest of the show go without mentioning Sidian's uh, review of Sherlock's latest episode. He <laughs> says Sherlock went up the butt hardcore, no lube up the butt. <laughs> I guess the butt would symbolize like poor writing, like you know, it's just uh, lowered expectations. I don't just know. The, the butt. I have a recommendation for City and, and, and people like him. Uh, go watch season two of Man in the High Castle. Unbelievably good. Loved every freaking second of it. Can't wait for more. Uh, best show of the year so far. Or last year, I guess. <clears throat> I'm going to put it above everything I saw last year if that's when it came out. I just don't remember. And uh, I'm watching The Crown now. So now I'm watching my non-fantasy-laden historical drama. Yeah. And it's real good. Like, real good. Some shockingly good. Didn't expect it to be so good. And anyway, so go watch those two things. You'll be fine. What, uh, so what's, what is what has delighted you about The Crown? Um, the acting. Aside from the idea that now with your shorn head, The <laughs> Crown would look very, very nice. Um, for me, it's the acting. The girl who plays Queen Elizabeth. I forget her name. Oh, shoot. She, anyway. Something Foy, right? Yeah. F-O-Y. Yeah, it's like a really weird name. And she was nominated for a, a glob or won a glob, I guess. Golden Globe. Yeah. Um, but she's, I thought, well, what's she about? That can't be that good. And she's incredible. She's extremely good in this. Um, Matt Smith, a former doctor who's also in this, plays her husband, Prince Philip. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize this, but the, uh, the, the, the guy that plays King George is, that's the King George that was the King's speech, King George. So that's oh, the really? guy with the stutter and all that. Yeah. So, so he's, this is later in his life stuff. You don't get in the King's speech. This is gotcha. when Elizabeth is older and married and stuff and he's getting cancer, which is how he died. And this is like his end of life basically. And he still stutters, still has to read stuff to get it out right and all that. And he still has this kind of voice trainer guy with him all the time. Not Jeffrey Rush, but someone who's basically that guy. And it totally works. It doesn't bother me at all. Didn't yeah. feel like, what the hell? This is like some, why it's not like mash compared to the movie or something, you know? Yeah. So there's that. <clears throat> and then. They've just oh uh, uh, John Lithgow as uh, Churchill, good lord! I would have never picked that casting, but it is inspired. Like yeah, him the way he is walking around and shuffling around and eating like a pig and talking the way he does. I and, and even at first I was like, well, this is either going to be amazing or a terrible caricature, and it's amazing. So I think the crown is awesome. But if you don't like, I always love it. I always love it when we can take some of theirs. When we can we can shove our Yankee mitts right up on on their history yeah. instead of 
all of them playing our superheroes and tough guys. That's like, what I'm saying. Well, every once in a while we can sneak him in. I mean, it, it just happens to be John Lithgow, who is probably most famous for most people as being the preacher who was pissed at Kevin Bacon for uh, Footloose. But, for dancing. Or, yeah, for dancing. Uh, right over here in Lehigh. But anyway, the point is, uh, that show's great. People should watch that. And if you don't like, I wouldn't call it a slow drama at all. But if you don't like historical dramas, you're not going to like it. Maybe. I think it's where is it? Fantastic. Where is it in 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 the in in the Downton Abbey? Uh, oh, it's right up in that. Except it's not as slow as that. Uh, it's it's got it, a little as, as rich people fancy. Is it all like like like? Oh, dearest, if you are seen uh, 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 eyeing the gardener, uh, <laughs> certainly the maid will say something. <laughs> There's a bit of that, but mostly it's like a lot more political intrigue. Like uh, yeah. Uh, prime minister getting all the praise while the king and the king's ship is slowly still declining in importance and it's that stuff and and then yeah. her having to have a little more conscience of those around her and and not be such a freaking freeloading white pig and when they visit africa and stuff like that and getting to see kind of her personality come out it's a little bit of the queen in there from that movie anyway it's yeah. good i recommend it it's really good and uh, the other thing I was going to say was there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, is this something that they're going to keep going or, or I hope is... so. I really hope so. I don't know how it ends because I'm not done yet, but I'm it's oh, what gotcha. 10, 10, 12 episodes or whatever. So I got to I'm like two or three in is all be super weird if it ended with them predicting her death. Oh, my gosh, dude. Like in modern era. And then they're like and then she dies the same way. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Claire Foy murdered the queen. <laughs> well, that's it. Claire Foy. That's her name clairvoyance um but she is gonna she's gonna go far i don't know i didn't, never heard, even heard of her before and she's blowing my mind anyway see it watch it do it and then man in the high castle on amazon is the best show of, of the year it's so good this is the who who was this based on who is what what book this, this is was, philip uh, k dick's book the man in the high castle of the same name um it's tom Merritt's favorite book of all time which mm -hmm. take that for whatever you want season one was really good i thought I didn't expect season two to surpass it. And I don't know what happened. They got a new showrunner. And usually that sometimes spells doom for things or, or at least, you know, changes tone or whatever. And yeah. this just really tied things together. The acting is incredible. It's like what we were trying to get. It's like what we were trying to milk out of Westworld. And I still like Westworld. Don't get me wrong. But it's like that, that losty stuff with the revelations and the what's going on and the stuff like that. Is there time travel? What is where do these guys get this film? Are there alternate dimensions? How are they getting there? Like all of those questions, plus just the idea of the Nazis and the Japanese won and they nuked Washington off the planet and now they run the country. The eastern states are the are the American Reich and the western states are the you know J Japan controls those and they have their own tensions and there's a no man's land. Like the alternate history part alone would be worth the ticket for admission, but all yeah. the other stuff on top of it of like wait. Somehow we have films of from this person called the Man in the High Castle, where everybody on the other or everyone in the new in this other future, America won the war and Americans live here with Japanese people and they all get along. How's that possible? Like all that kind of stuff, super well done. They are out losting Lost and Westworld and any other show that tries to do that stuff. They are killing it, and it's great. And you should watch Do you it. think that that show would be more popular if it was like not the Nazis and the Japanese, but it was just like the Jeep Jorps and the and, and, and the Dink Dinks where like uh, like sir, like because the problem is, is that like, you know, like you saw it when when they debuted the second season and they tried to do a big, huge ad buy and they and they did all that. 
like marketing and on the subways in New York City. They had like big swastikas and stuff like on one side and the rising sun on the other. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, yeah. yeah, you know, Nazis are still something that we're a little weird about. Like they're not just like, you know, not like you could just but like, you know, the Mongol hordes or something like that. Like, uh, let's say if, if Genghis Khan was a better show <laughs> right. and Netflix really wanted to blow it out and they're like, yeah, this was the symbol of Genghis Khan. And sure, listen, Genghis Khan probably raped and murdered, uh, you know, uh, an embarrassingly high amount of people that would uh, <laughs> that would that would really uh, get everybody all crossed if you thought about it. But it's just been so long. Yeah. Then nobody worries about it anymore. Yeah, like, you have almost, to you have to be a few hundred years away from it before things start to soften that way. Not that we should ever soften our stance against Nazis. I'm not saying that. But what we're saying is what I'm saying is I totally agree with you. However, I think the show would have way less sting and way less pertinence if it didn't have this in it. It's really good with that stuff. Like it's really smart with what does an American Reich run by Americans look like? What yeah. happens when the Nazis win and that form of government from the fatherland is instituted in the Americas. And what does that do to people and what do they do to, to live in that? And how do you resist that? And how do those who don't resist it, what do they do? And how do the people at the top behave and the people at the bottom behave and Hitler himself? Like it's super, super good. I am. I was enthralled. Every I haven't second seen of any of it. I heard, I heard mixed things on it and uh, I, I don't know. It's always just also like I got to start my Roku and that's like a whole nother device. You got to get up. You got to push a button. Plug some it truly shit in. is the final hell. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know, all this all this stuff here in front of me and all I got to do is. I know it's a huge pain in the ass. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, well, all right. That that's about an hour of us talking about Star Wars and other things. And uh, look, if you've got other thoughts during the week, let us know. Uh, you may have noticed some of you are getting the show later. You're like, wait, I usually see the show on Twitch. There are no, well, no, we'll be back on Twitch next week. So, yeah, we'll be fine. Because it lifts at 11 next week, 11 p.m. Also, we might need to cancel next week's show. But oh. Uh, oh, where I, are I you going? You going somewhere? I, I'm on the road. Uh, basically, as of tomorrow, I'm on the road in Austin. And then I'm going to Pax South slash the Royal Rumble on over the weekend. And then Monday, I guess we can talk about it now. Uh, Brian and I are shooting more VR videos in Florida. Oh, sweet. Um, so I'm flying directly from san antonio to miami and uh i don't know when that is because they're booking my flights not me well, so. that sounds like fun that sounds like a real good time oh it'll be just a real humdinger scott it, it i'll will tell you be. what oh, we're yeah. all gonna have a great time don't you know all right we'll tell people more uh stuff that they should be looking out for between now and the next time we meet here at the at the altar of love hey everybody well number one you can follow me on twitch just kidding uh <laughs> so <laughs> justin r young on uh, on Twitter and uh, and 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 on Snapchat. Twitch, Justin R Young on Twitch, go there. Justin R Young on Twitch. Subscribe to it. Normally, I'd be auto hosting some show he's doing, but I can't right now. It's fine. By the way, I got into this whole thing with you and Twitch because I was just like cravenly like, "Hey, fix your auto host, Dick!" <laughs> like I'm trying to get these views. Yeah, and I was like, I was at the bank, and I'm like, oh, in fact, you were probably the reason I started looking into it deeper. Because I'm like, yeah, why isn't it auto-hosting? It's supposed to. And I couldn't do it on my mobile phone. It was like just spinning. Now it makes sense why it was spinning. I'm yeah. like, well, why can't this app work? So I'll just do it when I get home. I get home. It says, your thing's banned. And I, then I got the email. And I went, oh, all right. Well, Justin, this is why. This is why I'm not auto-hosting anybody ever. Exactly. Well, and you're not auto-hosting yourself. Uh, 
So, uh, so yeah, no, go ahead and check me out. Uh, uh, streams are going to be on a weird schedule for the next two weeks because of that travel, but, uh, but we will do the best we can. And how about this one? Mm. If you will be at PAX uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m., mm. Leapin' Lizard Saloon, live night attack. Ooh. Brian will be there. I'll be there. Uh, we might have some special guests, depending on when people get in. Yeah, It should be a real fun time. That sounds like a good time to me. Uh, do check that out. And as far as I'm concerned, in seven days from today, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash frogpants. In the meantime, frogpants.com, Scott Johnson on Twitter, and myextralife.com for my comic. What did I say? Scott Johnson on Twitter, I already did. Oh, you can go to my YouTube channel and see me shave my head and my whole family shave our heads. For what we think is a good cause, uh, so go check that out. Uh, YouTube- That's not controversial. Well, you're supporting your friend who's going through cancer. I'm I don't feeling. Think anyone- I'm- no, one, no one's going to well actually that one. <laughs> I'm just feel. I'm feeling a little. Uh, I feel like an injured bird today. My wing needs to heal, so I'm feeling a little. Uh, uh, I'm tempted it, it, to. I'll tell you, it was. It was a beautiful video, and and especially when when Kim is the last one there because I hadn't seen the final. The final state of it, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, well, Scott's doing it, and Nick, Nick's big deal." It. But Nick's a teenager, teenage boys, you know, just whatever. He shave a mohawk in for no reason. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but when when Carter and uh, Kim did it, it was it was something that was very very touching. Yeah, it was pretty intense. And actually, the funny thing is, everybody looks pretty good, so everyone's considered keeping these short haircuts and not growing them too long. So anyway, go check it out. That's at YouTube.com/slash Scott Johnson. And for us here at Hotline Monday, don't forget us, Hotline Monday on Twitter. You can also find us at frogpants.com slash hotline Monday for all the archives, links to everything, and more. That's going to do it for us, for me, and for Justin. We'll see you next time. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. And scene.